to thank the following Patreon donors. Nielsen Harrow, Rick Browder, Dylan Sinan, Christopher Durback, Azeron, Nathan Aldana, Leona Coffin, Michael Merwin, Panda John, Brownie Davis, Modrigan, and Jamie Delholm. Thanks for giving us this one shot at Revenge. Look around and you see, out the window on the fire escape, a living, breathing cat, a magey, magey thing. Small, looks very malnourished. Yes, so who is the target? Who is the person that wronged you? God. Bit, bit of a larger target than necessary for this game. Found it, it was on the floor next to my foot. Anyway, <laughs> I wanted to make it more interesting for both of us. Instead of modern day, I wanted to be more cyberpunk. Okay. Like it. And I that's like it. it. That's the only change. So all the trappings of cyberpunk, but this is just a basic revenge story. I love it. Okay. Before, so first off, we need to make your character. You know, I can cyber- think of, hmm? I mean, I can think of the first thing that would make that make that make sense mm-hmm. uh, of the person saying before we, before we get into that discussion, you should look at the character sheet in the book. Look at the PDF, uh, please. Oh, you printed it out. Oh no, mm-hmm. that's for the other game. Remember, oh, I decided no. to switch game. Yes, I apologize. Oh, no. uh, Sorry, I yeah, we were so gonna, we were proud. gonna play another RPG, but I just saw one shot. I'm like, yeah, this is much easier for us to put together. Ah, uh, you bollocks him. Yes, I saw. I, I, I apologize, but it, if it helps, the game I the one shot only has one page, so you only have to print one more page. That's something, right? Uh, yeah, I think I've got yeah, I've got it open right mm-hmm. now. Um. And it has, God bless it. Um, oh, it has hyperlinked yep. titles. Oh, listeners, <laughs> I have a I, I have a, a, a pet peeve for PDFs that do not have hyperlink. Um oh, this is nice. The mm-hmm. uh do not have hyperlink uh, uh indexes. Mm-hmm. Um this is nice. I am gonna print this out. Oh, that's super nice. What, what's the nicest I, I, of this character sheet? Or the, the, I'm sorry, the character sheet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's basically, so listeners, it's basically, it, it looks like the most drab and banal. It literally says one shot character dossier. Mm-hmm. It is written as if it is not just a, uh, a dossier for a person, but also the background is that beige cardboard stock that you would associate with, uh, with uh, like military organizations or government, more specifically mm-hmm, organizations, mm-hmm. very, very bureaucratic institutes. And this is great. And I'm going to print this shit out right fucking now. This awesome. is fantastic. Um, what page is this? Second to last, I believe. With 25, to last? 25, yep. page 25. But you're just reading it. First off, it's, pretty short book which is one of the reasons i picked it because you know we were lazy but honestly like it packs quite a bit inside of it and it's a great idea for well literally a one shot 
I, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. And the photos are great. Uh, let's see. Uh, the photographer, Leah Hewitt. I'm sorry for pronouncing your, it's mispronouncing your very, name. It's very yeah. reminiscent of- um, Noir? A little bit? Noir, but specifically game-wise, game, game wise, it's very reminiscent of- uh, of white wolf games. Oh, right. In True. the fact that it's live, it's live photography mm-hmm. um, with, with modifications, obviously with like mm-hmm. filters and stuff like that. Okay. Here we are back again. And this is dope. All right. Mm-hmm. So he's Zeus. Yes. This is our first time playing this game. Please guide me through the character creation system. Awesome. Let me go to that page and I will guide you through the character creation. So first off, how, how big is this book? How big is this about book? 25, 26 pages? Ooh, ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm a big <laughs> fan. I'm a big fan of that. So okay, if this goes well, I'd like to put this in the rotation of the uh, the quick games for Fandible and uh, I'm down and for um, Rebel Radio. Perfect. Which we haven't done in a while, but primarily mm. because you know. Uh, my partner doesn't like it when we're in the uh, mm-hmm. recording room screaming like idiots. <laughs> okay, so first off, we're going to start with, we're going to start with two things, your character name and your expertise. Your character mm-hmm. name is who, how the world or part of the world knows you, of course. Mm-hmm. And your expertise is what you do and do well, a profession, a body of knowledge, a passion. Anytime the character's expertise comes into play, add plus two to that character's role. So you're, this is a cyber-type world. But just so you know, you're not going to be mm-hmm. like a high-powered executive or anything like that. Oh, well, yeah, you're just, you're, I'm going to say for, you're just a nobody. You're just a regular guy. You're the, you're the type mm. of guy that would never get a chance for revenge, that the world steps on, usually. Think of that. Okay. Um. Okay. Mm. Uh, I've got a name. Go ahead. The name is, uh, the real name is William Hertz. William. And his known alias is Employee 144, because that is what he is known at his job. Ooh. Or maybe was. 144. And what is your expertise? Um, that is great. There's tags below name. Tags before are different. Expertise. Uh, okay, all right, I'll worry about that. How many expertise do I get? Three? Oh, just the one. Oh, just the one. Yeah, one thing you're really good at. I fuck it. Hold on, I have to look up how to spell this because this will forever be the bane of my fucking existence. This word, I'm never gonna get it right. My expertise is bureaucracy. Bureaucracy. All right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it would be better if it was like military excursions, but no, it's 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 paper pushing, understanding mm-hmm. the structure of power, mm-hmm. and uh, I would always argue that bureaucracy is knowing the uh, the the greatest way to get through a social situation or grease the wheels of power, which is. Look, man, I just work here. <laughs> like, look, man, my, my boss is pissed and I need to get this done. Uh, that has, as somebody who is a cog in the, a very large corporate machine, mm-hmm. 
I cannot possibly express how often that has gotten me out of um, <laughs> difficult situations uh, with other with other low run bureaucrats is being like, hey, man, I get it. It's almost five o'clock. Let's get this shit done. <laughs> so. OK, so we've got your character name, expertise. Next are your tags, small details, descriptions or statements. Brawn examples are brawny, hot tempered, a lover, depressed. Every character has up to three tags. Anytime a character's tag helps, add plus one to, plus one to that character's role. Anytime a character's tags hinders, add minus one to the character's role. Okay, so it has to be something that's kind of yep. varied remember, in those two game, realms. Like, your failures are, can be just as interesting as your successes. Oh, of course. But yeah. it, it reminds me of, uh, so for instance, like fate, stuff like that. So so I can't just put like pudgy because that's not really something that could ever really come in handy as much as it would be a hindrance. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say a tag. I'm going to say bored, bored. Okay. Bored. We've all done things. Okay. Let me (laughs) rephrase that. I in the real world have done things because I am bored Mm -hmm. that have worked out really, really well that I would not have otherwise done, but you know what? I just wanted to this situation is just dull as hell. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this thing and it's been great. But it's okay. also bitten me in the ass. Okay. So I'm going to say bored. So William is chronically bored and has started doing stuff just to spice up his life from anything from standing up to somebody who shoves him in the subway to, uh, you know, like just shelling out 50 bucks when he sees a meter maid about to ticket somebody's car without knowing them. Or like putting, you know, like putting credits into different uh, parking machines or paying for somebody's coffee or sometimes like just stepping into what he knows is a puddle to see how deep it is. He's fucking bored of his life. So, yeah, that's that's one part of William. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get three of those. Yep. So Jesus, help me out here. Shoot. Uh, I want your input as well. Uh, I'm I'm basing this on uh, nobody, um, the movie nobody, based on like the 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 premise of nobody, which is like you know, um, an average schlubby white dude. Okay, is not as much as he seems. Let's focus on the schlubby like white dude, like the average guy. Um. What mm-hmm. are some some tags that could be uh, that could be both beneficial and uh, hindrance? Because like I want to say like family forgettable. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. Well done. Um. All right. So one more. Yeah, and I definitely misspelled forgettable. I think I did as well, but you know, fuck a duck. No one will ever know. I'll okay. Totally we'll edit this, this part, part out. out. Yep. Um, all right. So, and uh, I want to throw something in there. Oh, yeah. Fuck it. Let's do this. True crime enthusiast. Okay. Because I never miss a chance. <laughs> 
They're your, your they're your soap operas, essentially. Uh, not mine, but people I know, and uh, <laughs> I never miss I never miss a chance to kind of both highlight them and shit on them. <laughs> so fair enough. Okay, so tags out of the way. Next are your relationships. People, mm-hmm. people are always a shooter's challenge. Create three of them, and say how they are tied to the shooter. The relationship the relationships don't all have to be intimate, like lovers or family, but they all need to matter. If the, if the staring strangers on the street are the bumpy road of the, of the shooter's path, the three relationships are the roadblocks. These people can see the vengeance in the shooter's eyes, and they try to stand in the shooter's way. I like it. Mm-hmm. Carl, ex-coworker from a cafe. Um, Carl, mm-hmm. with a K. Like Karl Marx. Mm-hmm. Um, Karl used to work with them in a cafe. Mm-hmm. Ex-cafe co-worker. We are still friends, mm-hmm. but not very close friends, but we hang out because we both have that shared trauma of working for a terrible boss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, ex-cafe co-worker. Uh, second, uh, relationship is going to be, yeah, I don't want any like wives or kids or anything like that. That's too, it, it, it doesn't feel like that kind of game, right? Okay, fair like, enough. like you need to, like, I'm sure that's maybe I mean, that could be, but if in that's the not that feels like, yeah, it feels like it, if, honestly, the more you talk about their character, the more he seems like the type of guy that would be alone. Yeah. And also yeah. like, we're talking about either. We're, we're kind of talking about fridging if we bring up a wife <laughs> you know what? or a partner. That's a very good point for this type of setting. Yeah. Like, I, I don't get me wrong. If you're listening and you create this game, that's awesome. And I think that people definitely should go for those um, for those story beats because they are juicy mm-hmm. and they are good. I am not that player. Fair. That is more <laughs> I, than fair. I don't believe in like bringing in uh, uh, family members so you can like grieve over their death. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe in hurting animals. So I'm not going to bring up the uh, family dog. So no John Wick moment. I got you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, there's a reason I love that film. Um, <laughs> I would say. Um, Janie. Janie. Okay. Yeah. J A N E Y who is the um the office ah here we go the office work wife and crush <laughs> nice and the final one um let's see who would matter to william but it would be able to stop them if ah william is sober and William has Sam, his sponsor. Perfect. His AA sponsor. Um, yeah, I think that's a good spread of people. Perfect. Now, listeners can't see what Jesus sees, but I constantly have um, 
like custom backgrounds going on whenever we're on zoom. So he's seen like a skull get shattered behind me over and over because I have nothing but spooky backgrounds, um, which I guess is kind of appropriate for the game setting. Okay. And now finally is your background. This is just basically bringing out the, your background of your character, like who they used to be. Like the example they give here for this character called Brian is life was tough for Brian. He was always on the short end of the stick. He tried, he worked hard, he kissed the right asses, but he always ended a day late and a dollar short. Anyone looking at him would see a guy who never seemed to get ahead, but inside darkness was growing. So basic gist, tell me about your character in this world. Like, actually, you know what? Let's, let's both expand upon this. What was the company you worked for? What company are you the employee 144? Um, Codex. Codex. C-O-D-I-X. Mm-hmm. And they make custom, um, uh, what are those CID codes? What are those codes that you can scan on your phone? Oh, QR codes. Things? QR codes. QR codes, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Codex. QR codes. And he did primarily, and, and he did uh, the paperwork, making sh- uh, the legal paperwork. Mm-hmm. So he did leader pa- legal paperwork. Could we say that maybe you were forcibly removed because you saw something you shouldn't have? Love it. Mm-hmm. I'm liking this already. Do you have some sort of cybernetic inf- interface in your brain or something? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I definitely have an oc. Angela's not playing, mm-hmm. so we're gonna have an ocular jack. Ocular jack. So gotcha. his eye literally rolls back into his head like Beetlejuice mm-hmm. uh, style, and then um, he just jabs a giant plug mm-hmm. in there. State. Hmm. He took that from the company, didn't give it back uh, because he's good at bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. He claimed he had an older Jack, but yes. really it's state of the art. All right. Just so you're aware before we continue, the setting mm-hmm. of the game is there are no physical objects will ever get in your way. Mm-hmm. Period. Only, only people will just so you know. So you won't be using that ocular Jack to like hack into anything or anything like that. Uh, no, I was thinking uh, one of the ways that people would not, or physical objects would not get in our way, my way. You know where physical objects don't exist at all? Hmm. Ah, okay. Yeah. The Matrix or all right, uh, all right. or the internet. Yeah. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. But anyways, <laughs> whatever. He's got a really good optical jack. Okay. You know, I think I, oh, I think I can make this definitely work. Okay. You know what? Yes. Okay, Dave, I'll be back in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> David, I've written a novel series. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, he saw uh, fired. Uh, he saw something bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good optical jack. He. Um, oh, my God, I'm, I'm guilty <laughs> of the same thing now. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry, give me one second. Boop, 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 boop. Um, let's give him something kind of good. Uh, as yeah, 
as somebody went through a really bad time in his life that may be reminiscent of this character, you do find something that's good, something that keeps you afloat. Mm. Could that be tied to one of your relationships? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, Sam mm. is French and um, William uh, is trying to learn French. Great. Learning French for Sam because Sam is really, really helpful. And like the thing that makes Sam such a good sponsor is that Sam has limited English, but obviously really believes in William's sobriety and, 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 you know, choice to mm-hmm. become better. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Who is the president of your company of Codex? Ariel Danielle. Nothing. I got nothing from that. I don't know Dan's middle name. Ha. Oh, fuck you. I'll, <laughs> I'll pick something else. No, no, it's a great name. Just a great name. Keep it. Oh, it's a great name? No, it's a great name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll go with Ariel Danielle. Mm-hmm. Is there a hyphen in there, by the way? Nope. Is there like a uh, Exante Go nope. or anything? No, like, or no, it's good. A-R-I-E-L? Nope. A- yeah, A-R-I-E-L. Okay, cool. Yep. Danielle. Danielle. Well, listeners, I really tried to get a rise out of the storyteller and I got fucking bupkis. All right. Focused on creating a world. Also, (laughs) you've been my friend for over a decade. (laughs) I have to work so hard now. Oh, I have to work so hard. Mm -hmm. The mine is run dry. I work. I I, I dig so deeply to find a good vein. Mm -hmm. All right. Anyways, perfect. Ariel, Ariel Danielle is the name of my boss. Or former boss, as it were. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Let's talk about Target, I guess. Yes. So who is the Target? Who is the person that wronged you? God. <laughs> bit bit of a larger Target than necessary for this game. Well, we're going to go for his right-hand man, the Pope, <laughs> and then we're going to see how, you know, like... um. Oh, dear, dear, I mean, dear, do you want to go dear, big? Dear. Do you want to go Ariel Danielle? Or do you want to go smaller? Remember, it's a one-shot, very cinematic game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, hmm I think that he was fired. Yeah, fuck it. Let's go Ariel Danielle. Oh, I like it. Yeah, of course, of course. Ah, uh, ah, ah. He's selling the fucking company. Mm. And so he started downsizing a bunch of people, regardless of their utility. Mm. But the people he kept on, all Peter Principle or um, nepotism, mm-hmm. like they knew people. Interesting. Yeah, there needs to be a reason other than, oh, he just fired me. I'm going to kill them. There needs to be something righteous. Well, about could it, it be tied to what you saw? Like you saw something, and that's why they 
Yeah, that's so like, a good idea. Listen, what I'm thinking for real revenge is you saw something and they thought to take care of you and you somehow survived. Oh, they totally fucking burned my apartment down. Mm-hmm. And they thought they'd put you, they burned you with it. But I was with like, an... <gasps> oh, I know what I was doing to tie it into little John Wick action. Mm-hmm. I was trying to um, catch a stray cat that was on my fire escape that one night. This little cat showed up and I was like, hey, I could use a cat. And she was clearly feral. Mm -hmm. And I opened the window to try to put some food out and she ran off. And I was like, oh, no, it's super cold outside. Mm -hmm. She's going to fucking die. Wait, wait. And I let's leave it for the narration. Oh shit! I didn't know there was that. Okay, no, no, there isn't technically, but I wanted to add it because it's oh yeah, cool. fuck it. it's fanable.com. We do what we want. <laughs> uh, By the way, authors, we really like this so far. So yeah, yeah it's great so far. Yep. So the question becomes: What did you discover that was so bad that they would try to kill you for something that? Oh, tying it in something that would perhaps stop him from being able to sell the company all right so it is a uh we've left it very very vague um completely uh nondescript about what the company does mm-hmm. yeah i think the only thing you added was custom qr codes mm-hmm. oh yeah oh it's a cyberpunk world you yeah. say illegal trafficking of commercial iconic iconography hmm. i.e it is illegal to imprint the desire to uh the desire to purchase a product in a qr code oh it is inconceivable that it would take a religious aspect to it oh it was known as the golden calf initiative and it was directly tied to the idea of like oh yes yes yes. this is illegal and people stopped doing it but what if we took it to the next step and didn't just make customers but cult followers Hmm. I like this a lot. This is this sounds like a really good idea for like a dark cyberpunk story already. Look, man, I fucking spit this shit out since I was sixteen. Like, <laughs> I, I love coming mm-hmm. up with this stuff. Uh, this is this is leaning a little hard into Jeff Noon's um, Pixel Juice mm-hmm. uh, collection of short stories. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I've always loved the idea of like, what if you could imprint? So for instance, like, you know, we've heard about the 1950s, uh, having, uh, subliminal messaging in their films. Right. And it's supposedly illegal or maybe not even really a thing, but maybe that's what the public in this game think about QR codes and, and imprinting. Mm-hmm. But in the reality, pr- imprinting was kind of a thing in this company that uh, William Hertz, my character employee 144 worked for not only perfected, but 
advanced. Hmm. Okay. I like that a lot. Okay. Welcome, ladies. Actually. Hmm. I think. What if we don't welcome? No, we don't. We don't welcome. Yeah, I think I want to include the character creation as part of the main episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it seemed really integral to figuring out the story. And, it looked, and, and since the, we know the creator, it'd be fun to go over that as well. But anyway, so of I course. just want to say yeah. that. But anyway, so with the character done, I can officially say, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Fanable Podcast Network. Today we're playing, well, what you heard us creating for the last like 30 minutes. So unless you skipped ahead, in which unless, case if you, we unless get you skipped it. ahead, yeah. then we're yeah. playing one shot, a game mm-hmm. of revenge. Mm-hmm. So William. That's me. You've been an enclo- employee of Codex for how long? 14 years. 14 years. Started on the low track, but after working very hard, you got at least one and a half promotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a little slower than most. About half of the company has probably reached three or four, but you know what? You're dedicated. You do your job. But you discover two very important things. Number one, no matter how loyal you think you are, no matter how long you've worked, it doesn't matter when someone wants to sell a company and you're downsized. The polite term of saying you got your ass kicked out of the place fairly quickly and your <laughs> and uh, security helped you pack your stuff into a box on the way out. After 14 years, they knew me. Mm-hmm. They were polite. Mm-hmm. But they had the look on their faces. You know, mm-hmm. I got called into HR. I saw them standing outside that door. And I knew. And they knew. And they showed nothing. But in the way they showed nothing, I knew what was happening. I got given my papers and marching orders. And they escorted me to my desk that had already been packed up. By the rest of the security team. Some of them I didn't even know. Because a lot of the other security team had already been fired. And they, the guys packing up my things, the the men and women packing up my things, were contractors. And the people who walked me out, the one that put their hand on my shoulder, you know, to make sure people knew that I was being taken care of and I wouldn't cause a problem, walked me all the way out to the curb, handed me all my shit, put it on the ground, was Philly. And when he looked at me, he knew that he was next. That was the first thing you discovered. The second thing you discovered over, let's say, two, three weeks ago was about the Golden Calf Initiative. But a braver man, perhaps, would have announced it to the world. Why didn't you? Because I wanted to keep my job. I wanted to keep my job. Maybe this is just... This is punching above my weight. Maybe this is just a study. Maybe this is just a mock-up. 
maybe this is something for a client. The client could be what? The DOJ? The client could be the FBI? A way to protect people by drawing this up and saying, hey, by the way, this is something that people could do. I didn't know who the client was. I just saw it and I thought, let's err on the side of caution and just close everything out. Act like I never saw it. And that helped you for three weeks. And as you grab your box, about to hail a cab, then realize you might have to save your money for a while and walk the 20 blocks to your home. Yeah. Yep. You think of what sort of job you can have next. Maybe you can talk to Carl. Maybe he has a another cafe job that can help you out with. You haven't actually talked to him in a while. You're not sure what he's been up to recently, but it's a possibility. You get home, up the elevator. Old, like the building is old, like at least 2010s, 2020s. It's been retrofitted a few times, but retrofitted a few times, but you could you could only do so much. It's uh, an old um, 19, 1920s retrofitted meatpacking district style industrial elevator where when it reaches your your floor, you lift the gate up and then have to open the doors sliding backwards or sliding sideways. It is uh, not what you would call secure, but it is cheap because it's cold. It's creaky. It's not easy to maintain. So the landlord doesn't try. And, but it's home. It's got windows. Yeah. Yeah. Because he doesn't try. He also Leaves you alone, never talks to you. As long as you pay rent, he could care less about less about you than anything. As you go home, go into your apartment building, your quaint studio apartment, sit down, and spend the next couple of hours, I'm assuming, looking to view screen, maybe reading on a tablet. Oh, I, I yeah, I flick my hand at the at the image of the screen. And it pulls up my favorite uh, wrestling talk show discussing men and women and uh, every gender spectrum fighting in underwear, fake fighting. And after a little bit, a holographic cat comes up and meows and I try to pet it. And as I try to pet it, it flickers and a pop-up square occurs where it was on my couch and says to continue petting the feline fiction please re-up your 40 dollar a month fee and then it blinks out and you remember that was one of the that was one of the subscriptions you canceled to save some money a while back it was uh it was also you know uh, helpfully supplemented by the company and as you're there staring at empty space where a companion, technically a fictional companion, as is the title, but a companion once stood that helped you calm down, you do hear a 
but not the familiar samey electronic meow that you've always heard. This one seems more, well, alive. Hello? I, I look around for him. Look around and you see out the window on the fire escape a living, breathing cat. A magey, magey thing. Small, looks very malnourished. Looks like it's lived a hard li- harsh life, this thing. But it's just staring at you. Sitting down. Hmm. Uh, hey, sweetheart. Hi. And wh- where is it again? Right, out- right outside your window. Slowly, um, I, I look around for uh, food. I open my refrigerator and uh, pull out cold cuts that are made of soy meat mm-hmm. and, and like tear it into small bits and put into a small dish mm-hmm. and then go over to the window and slowly open it. Hey, sweetheart. Hi. <sighs> and it steps oh, back. Oh, it's, it's okay. hair is rising up. Okay. Start okay. stepping uh, it back even more. And oh, no, 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 no. I put the 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 saucer of meat down, fake meat down, and then hold up my hands and back away. It's okay, sweetheart. It's okay. Just have some food. Gosh, it looks it starts like- starts going down the stairs away from you. you. No, you haven't had food in a while. It's, it's freezing out there, sweetie. And I like pick up the saucer of food and I slowly climb out out there. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's okay. Shh. Puss, 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 puss. You hear something strange as you quickly turn around and you're from your door on the other side of the room. It's a small studio apartment, so you can clearly hear hear it. Yep. You turn around and you see a red ring and a piece of that metal door pops out. And then you see something. Fuck. A pipe go through and then something flare out. What? As you realize there was a sound before that, and you realize it was the sound of gas escaping, and then you see a flame scorch out from that pipe, and a blast of fire hits you from the fire from the from your room into at, to where you are at the fire escape, and you basically are blasted out from the fire escape down five stories, and then no! there is blackness. You wake up in pain. You open your eyes. For a second, you try to remember what exactly happens, and then it suddenly hits you. You remember the fire. You remember the fall. You remember things you sure were breaking. It wasn't necessarily hitting your head. It was just the pain that you endured that knocked you out. But as you feel around your body, you're fine. Maybe a little sore, but you know you flew down five stories. And you look around and this isn't the alley next to your house. Next to your apartment. You're in a very small room. It you assume it it could like look like one of the one of the rooms in the warehouse, not one of the ones uh, that was changed to become an apartment, like the original look of the warehouse, but a small section of it hidden behind a door. And around you, you see various computer monitors unattached to, as far as you can tell, any type of computer system. Maybe it might be a two-in-one, but they seem 
old, these monitors. One of them, you swear, is something you've heard in a history book, like a, looks like one of those, uh, what was it, a TR, CRT. But all of them are on. And then on all those screens, you see, you know why. They tried. Dot, dot, dot. Uh, um, hello? You know why they tried to kill you? Dot, dot, dot. Where am I? You know why he tried to kill you? Dot, dot, dot. Then a picture of Ariel Danielle. <laughs> that son of a bitch tried to kill me that son of a bitch tried to kill me yes because of what you know you were always planned to be let go both in the real world and to the afterlife to remove the secrets you knew Oh, this is all text on screens. Oh, yeah, of course. Yep. But we can help you prevent him from doing so again. To him, you are nothing. And the truth is, you are nothing. He could remove you and suffer no consequences. But we have the means for you to have your vengeance, to remove this obstacle from your life if you choose to take the deal. What's the deal? Kill him. And that is all. But I... We will open the door for you. No physical barrier, no inanimate physical barrier will stand in your way. No door will remain unlocked. No security system will see you. That made by man will have no power over you. But I'll go to jail. How much is your vengeance worth? He tried to kill me, didn't he? He really tried to fucking kill me. He tried to bomb me. There's a video. You don't know how they got this angle, but there's a video, several shots from your room. In Strange. I mean, you're too full angry to really think clearly on this, but several angers in your room that shouldn't be possible. Like they look like they were in the air when it happened, but stare showcasing the fire in your room. But no, another angle showing outside your door. Several individuals creating the hole and putting the pipe. One of them you recognize. One of the security people that showed you the door on the way out. I have one question. Ask. Is the cat okay? The cat burned. Then that motherfucker dies. Then take your shot. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Fandible, where our hero learned that some crazy stuff happens when you try to rescue a cat. If you liked this, then head on over to Fandible.com. We've done a lot of games, and I'm sure there's something there you'll like. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Discord. If you find a few bucks burning a hole in your pocket, then go to Patreon forward slash Fandible and become a member. You get early releases and access to special Discord chats, and we get to keep the lights on. Finally, please give us a rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. It's super helpful, and we really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.